The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 2nd of April, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Now I've got a great show lined up for you, as I normally do, yes indeed. As a matter of fact, I've got the state of Indiana written all over this edition of Outlaw Radio, because in the first hour, I've got Kathy Bell, also known as Ma Bell. She's out of Indiana, yes indeed. And then in the second hour... I've got Rusty Johnson. He's a congressional candidate for the state of Indiana, so it's going to be good to hear from him as well. And also, I want to say congratulations to the state of Indiana becoming the next state to pass constitutional carry and uh, honor our Second Amendment. The third hour, got the Steve solution with the icon Stephen James. Going to be talking about... uh, how veterans are being mistreated, especially under the Biden administration. Before we get to any of that, I want to cue the first song of the show. This is called Freedom Truckers by Kathy Bell and Bob Bob McGilpin. I'll be back with the interview with Kathy Bell right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. From a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out. It's Outlaw Radio. We're freedom truckers, kings of the road, racing down the highway with a heavy load. Nothing gonna stop us, rain and the snow. Please we don't go. But freedom truckers, if you don't like who we 
friends You may not know our names But in a world without us Nothing be the same So wheels keep turning Through snow, wind and rain Keeping the world running Is our claim to fame For freedom truckers If you don't like who we are Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be an herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Ladies, when a guy says, I'm fine, what he's really trying to say is that he's fine. Mr. Holland, Mr. Holland, over here, over here. Ma'am, ma'am, please keep it in your pants. What is freedom of speech? It's my mouth, my tongue, and my 32 teeth, my thigh, my mind, my rights to preach, to rap, to sing, and even to teach. No matter the genre, it's still my freedom of speech. Congress will not choose my religion. Abridging of press, assembly, and petition. laws do protect us. This is true. To agree to disagree is sometimes better to do. Use your mouth, your tongue, your 32 teeth, your thoughts, your mind, your right to preach. No matter the genre, it's our freedom of speech. This message is brought to you by the NFB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Freedom Truckers by Kathy Bell, and it is my pleasure to welcome Kathy Ma Bell to the show. Kathy, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining the show. Anytime. Yes. So for those who are not familiar with Ma Bell, uh, why don't you give a little background to the listeners a bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I actually started a long time ago with the dream of the Grand Old Opry. I've never made it there yet, but I, my motto is never too old to dream. And I got started with music be, later in life because I went through a lot of health problems. And um, eventually I started, actually, I'm giving you the short version. I ended up complete, competing in karaoke contest. And we found that by I would dress up like Lady Gaga. I might be Cindy Lauper. And my favorite, ZZ Top. And wow. um, I literally wow. would go out with a whole beard and I would ruin my whole look because I'd say, I know why I'm not a man now because it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, Anyway, I learned that with costumes, I got a much-needed confidence to go out and just be myself. And um, so then I started actually during my my sick times, I started actually writing music because it took me to another place. And um, so I found that I started actually winning some of the contest. And then um, a DJ seen something in me, and she said, She's got something, but I don't know if she's got something. So she let me start following her and be a DJ. I would run karaoke and just like small private parties. And eventually I got on my own. That taught me the confidence to work a mic. And um, so then I wrote this crazy little fishing jingle that is just so funny and um, so we put the fishing hat on and said, this is good for pictures. And my sister-in-law actually put fishing lures on the fishing hat. And then before you knew it, my friend Ruth Brown and I kind of put the rest of it together, the dress, the shawl, the gloves. And the end result was I said, let's put a red and white sock on her because that, my grandma wore mismatched socks all the time. Well, we found that 
Ma Bell has just stuck around because it's so much of who I am. She's a clean act and things happen on stage that I don't even realize. The music takes me to a whole nother area. And once I hit the stage, I have no control over that, that character anymore. She just does what she does. And then she started being called a comedic character. And I remember like, oh no, no, I cannot be comedic. What if I'm not funny one day? And now I've kind of embraced it. Okay, yeah, I see where people are enjoying her. She is funny. So my goal is going forward is to work on writing some comedy. And I want to actually expand her this year. She started going out and dancing with the crowd last year and it was so much fun. My goal in my shows is not for Ma Bell to have fun, but for my people in the audience to join in, dance with me, sing with me. I mean, I'll sing, y'all come, and they'll come up and sing with me. I'll go, echo. Or now I now go out and I'll do the electric slide or, or a Cupid shuffle at the end of my set. And my goal this year are actually to book her out more and to start writing some of my own comedy and I'm actually in process of writing my book, my first book about my life. So that's me in a nutshell. Very interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so obviously, though, um, aside from all that, uh, the comedic side of uh, Ma Bell, there's a very strong patriotic side that I can sense. Definitely. Um, and I think, I think, I actually did not tell you this when we were talking, but I actually am one that got COVID. Yeah. And I struggled with COVID, but I also stand for what I believe in. You're right, the patriotic side. I love my country. And that's one thing we put in Ma Bell's, actually her whole thing. I went to be with the truckers. I understood where they stood, I felt such a part of that. And I sat with them and held my flags. And I can't tell you how I actually felt being a part of, the, for the first time in my whole 61 years, I knew what united meant. I seen Americans united. And in my one song, America She's Crying, I asked questions like, why won't America stand up and fight? Why don't we why don't we do something about what we believe in? So the patriotic side is very, very, very dear to my heart. And um, I find that I stand sometimes I, I put my foot in my mouth one day I said, Why don't I run for president? <laughs> and I started Googling how hard that would be. Um, but anyway, yeah, I you I don't can't. like what I see. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I don't think he can do a worse job than Joe Biden. Well, I give him a good run for his money, I think. But <laughs> um, I, you know, I think, I think we all, where I would go with that patriotic side, and I don't want to take over talking in the show, but the one thing I would say is elections are coming up. Yes. And we have, a, we have, as Americans, a time right now to make a change, you know, get out there, vote. And I know a lot of the trucker movements right now are going to all the different courthouses. And, um, you know, what they are saying is come join us, show us that you're willing to stand up for what you believe. And 
some people would disagree with me, and I know that. But in the end, I have to know that I can stand up for what I believe in, what I feel is right. And, yeah, I am very patriotic, I have to say. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. You know, this is um, this this is a year that's um, I think is going to uh, really define elections. You know, there's I think there's too many people that think, oh, my vote my vote doesn't count, even though you know um, they they a lot of those people too conservatives that don't want us don't want to see us go into any type of communist or socialist regime, yet they're saying my vote doesn't count, so why bother to vote? Um, you know, and it, it, it does it does kind of put that question mark after that last election, which I, this last election with, I do believe was stolen from Trump. I 100% believe that because they're, they're, the writing was on the wall, yet, oh, Biden won fair and square. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. How 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 is it that the polls in California closed before the polls in Idaho? That that didn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. I mean, considering the fact that uh, many California residents are sick and tired of living under the communist regime put on by Gavin Newsom, so um, the uh, a lot of the. Uh, Things were a lot of the things were showing that Trump was in a commanding lead, and then all of a sudden Biden miraculously took over California. I mean, um, so, something's not right there, you know. And I didn't expect uh, Trump to win the state of California, being probably the bluest state on the map. But um, you know, then again, you have to consider how many people are just sick and tired of living the way they're living, and they and they want change. So I have no yeah. doubt that Trump wanted won California, but yet those voting machines didn't matter who you voted for; they default defaulted to to Biden. A lot of them. So you know, I can understand the concern where they say, "Oh, my vote doesn't count," but you know, we we got to get rid of those machines. Uh, we got to go back to strictly paper ballots, and we'll, you know, and watch the audits and things like that. This mail in crap. It's got to stop. Yeah, and I, I really do agree with that totally. And um, I, I, I believe that it was stolen for sure. And um, I always believe that, of course, I live in this fairy tale world. I always believe that, I believe in a thing called karma. I believe what goes around comes around. And that may not be a good way to put it, but I still believe that, you know, as much bad stuff, there's good stuff. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm really anxious to see what happens in the next few because, you know, everybody's getting sick of this. And, and I think that, I think that's where I was kind of going with the United thing. It's like, it don't even seem like right now, Republicans versus Democrat, it's literally, we're sick of this. We're sick of all of it, you know, and, um, I think it's time for us all to be united and yeah, I mean, to make a change. Yeah, this this whole thing, uh, you know, the um, oh, there's an echoing roar in the background. <laughs> I, I don't think we can help it though. We just deal with deal with what the hand we're dealt uh, when that happens. Um, 
but uh, we shouldn't be uh, forced to deal with the hand that we're dealt right now because uh, we, the people, were robbed. We let the government, um, you know, do the number that it did on us, you know, and, and, and too many people out there are brainwashed out there. But uh, some people are waking up. They're getting out of this hypnotic trance, especially uh, maybe Trump losing was a good thing. So because uh, people are, are snapping out of this hypnotic trance and seeing what Biden and his administration, his corrupt, corrupt officials, the, the Democratic Party are doing. I don't, if Trump would have stayed in office, maybe we wouldn't have been able to see that. Well, and I think you're right about that, too. I was watching something the other day, and they were showing just how good Trump looked. He's actually gotten rest, and he looked really good, and it's like he's ready to go at it again. And um, maybe he needed a little time off and come back fighting and swinging. But um, one thing I have to say about President Trump, and I think everybody will agree, is he definitely spoke his mind. You didn't have to kind of wonder where he was at. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see what the future does hold. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so, but focusing uh, more, more on that song, America, She's Crying, I've, I remember I first heard it, and uh, I'm thinking, uh, wow, you know, that could never, never more true in the history of America have those words been true. You know, I mean, we've been living under a, a corrupt regime for a long time that's been pushing us further and further into the depths of communism. And, and now we're, we're at that threshold. And, uh, you know, it's, it, uh, it's tough to say, but, uh, you know, I think uh, a strong enough pushback, we can get out of those depths of communism. You know, I mean... Can you imagine how much more America would cry if we if we turned to communism? Oh, yeah. I mean... Well, and you know, you just think of... I, I think even it's just so scary because you also think of the kids that are being raised now that would come up and all that. I think some of the fight is even for the younger kids that can't see what their future holds. And... Um, yeah, and America, She's Crying was an interesting song because I actually started it last election and I put it away. And then when I got COVID, I came across it and I said, I need to finish that. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I cried when it was done because I'm like, I couldn't see back then that it was for what was going on today as a writer. And um, when it was finished, Bob McGilpin helped me and, you know, he is an amazing writer and um, blessed to have teamed up with Bob. But I'm like, it was exactly everything that I wanted it to be when it was finished because it was about everything that's going on right now. And then when people did start standing up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's what I was trying to say in the song, you know. And, um, yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I'm not going to take over your show. I keep trying to. I'm going no, to have to let you talk. <laughs> you're perfectly fine. So uh, kind of shifting away from the political side, because, uh, I mean, uh, with my next guest, uh, Rusty Johnson, who's also uh, in your neck of the woods, too. I mean, him and I are going to be talking a lot more politics there. But uh, you've also, um, you know, you've uh, done some stuff a bit on the comedic side and done your, done your own material 
and uh, you spent some time in Nashville. Talk about the ex- experience you've had in Nashville. I've had so many experiences in Nashville. Um, and there again, that's kind of where my dream is. But I have made friends all over the world. And um, it's hard to believe because if you know anything, you know about Indiana. We talked about that. Indiana is very small. And I have friends now in Australia and Switzerland and Germany and England. And it's all because of the music. But, you know, I think music is definitely part of my heart and my soul. But Nashville is because I spent time there with my dad. And um, I went to the opera with my dad and my dad said, all right, uh, keeping on going from a little technical difficulties, but you were saying you you were uh, in Nashville with your dad as well? At the Opry, and um, I was a young child, and I had come out of the Opry, and I said, Dad, I want to be on that stage. And he just kind of laughed and said, maybe one day. Well, I haven't made it yet, but I have with the dream of going to Nashville. And it started when I first started writing. I went to the songwriter festivals there down on Music Row. And I would walk down with my friends and they would tell me stories of all the greats like RCA, Elvis, George Jones. I went to Conway Twitty's home and um, I've been everywhere over there. My friend Ruth takes me everywhere. My friend Danny took me to the Hall of Fame and the Ryman. And um, it's a special place to me. And it used to be I could go. Now I go. I used to start crying when I hit the Indiana line. Now I start crying before I leave Nashville. But um, it definitely is a special place to me. And when I'm able to perform there, I love it. And um, just something special. And um, I, I can don't know what else to say. Uh, I, I know what else to say. Okay. And that is when country was country. Yeah, that's when country was country. And that's why I like Ma Bell. She's still country and demands bringing country to Nashville. <laughs> you know, I'd like to get into that conversation a little bit, too. You know, you take take an artist like uh, Thomas Rhett is the best example I like to give. You know, and, and no disrespect to him or somebody like Taylor Swift, or, but you t- take Thomas Rhett, his voice is country. When he sings, he's got a good voice. But his music is not country. Yeah. I mean. And a lot of them are that way anymore, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I think country, you know, I mean, I'm not really the biggest fan of the oldest country. Like, uh, I like a little bit of like Hank Sr. and something like that. But when I think country from the generation I grew up in, I think from uh, the outlaw days of Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, um, you know, Johnny Cash and them to uh, up to where country started its change with Garth Brooks and, and George Strait and Clint Black, you know, but still, I, I still regard them as country, even though I, th- <laughs> I I really don't have a lot of nice things to say about Garth Brooks. I still respect him as an artist, but... Uh, he sure made the way, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and one one that I consider to be highly underrated and one of the greatest uh, country artists of all times, and I'd say the godfather of a genre he called rodeo rock and roll was Chris Ledoux. I mean, a lot of people haven't. Oh even, yeah. A lot of people haven't even heard of Chris Ledoux. He's oh yeah. So <laughs> underrated. 
So underrated. He really is. You know, God, God bless him. I mean, may he rest in peace. He was a, he was a great loss. But yeah, you mentioned the name Chris Ledoux to the majority of people. Are, who's that? You know. Yeah, and you would think if you just said the rodeo. Yeah, and and like yeah. you know, he was one of the really one of the first ones to combine rock and roll and country and call and call it rodeo rock and roll. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but now you know, I mean, I like some of this country rap stuff, but I've never, I've never, even back in the eighties when pop music was at its best, I've never been a big pop fan either. So. Well, and isn't Walker Hayes considered country? I think so. And the thing about Walker Hayes is he's on to something. He has several songs that actually have dances with him. For about every song he writes, there's a TikTok. Huh. <laughs> and so every, every like, private party I DJ or wedding, they're asking, play You Girl or AA or what's the other one? I can't, The Get Up. No, he didn't do The Get Up. That was Blanco Brown. But, yeah. He does a lot of the line dance stuff. Yeah, I mean, but when we look at it too, it's just—it's not just country music, you know. I mean, seems like uh, uh, you know all genres have changed quite a bit. Rock and roll has changed so much, you know, since since the fifties, and um, you know, even even the branches of heavy metal and hip hop and all of that—they, they, I, I wouldn't say they've evolved; they've just changed over the years. They've definitely changed, yes. Yes, it, it, but regardless of how you you chalk it up, though, if you're gonna if you're gonna be an artist, you have to respect all forms of art and and, and look into them. You got to have an open mind. Yeah, and I th I think you're you hit the hammer on that too because the one thing I remember is when I did that rap contest, I took the CEO from Music City Hayride and Howie Guru with Southern Country Radio. And the one thing that the CEO said was, although rap is not my thing, <laughs> there is some talent in this room. And so I appreciated that he said that because I'll never forget that. Because it's like with my character, although she's a little bit different, she's herself and she's unique. You know, and um, I think that that's part of what people don't get maybe in the entertainment thing. Is if you can be yourself, there's something unique within everybody that they can bring to the table. And too many people try to be somebody else. And I learned that from one time I tried to be Minnie Pearl. I realized just how special she was and how she could cram a lot in one little skit. And um, I'm like, I can't be her, so I'll just be myself. But, there you go. That's uh, the best you can be. Uh, still with me? I am with you. Yes. Okay. It went. It went. Uh, it went blank there for a second. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh oh. So, uh, looking ahead in uh, looking into to the future for Ma Bell, what what can can you uh, tell us what's coming up, or if you can, can you tease us a little bit of what might be coming up? Absolutely. There was just an article came out in Lazy Indie Magazine. There is a 
article coming out in Nashville Country Magazine in April, I believe. And um, I actually am in the process of writing my first book and I have made goals for this year. My new goals are to book her, book Mabel out more. So if anybody's interested, just go to our Facebook page because they see her fishing blurs on her hat. And the other goals are to start writing comedy of my own. And um, I just made a lot of goals like that where I want to take her out more this year. And I just want to live my dream. I'm getting older. <laughs> and my motto, her motto is never too old to dream. We started late in life, but we're still dreaming of the Opry. Absolutely. Now, I do have to ask, so when it comes to Mob Bell and comedy, is there stand-up involved or is it all in music? Well, that's funny because <laughs> it actually, it's the music and it moves her to do things that I don't even anticipate her to do. Like I, I literally get on stage, whatever happens, happens. And I watch the video later and I'm like, it's, it's just, it's really weird. She becomes animated with music, but none of the stuff that, actually goes on in a show with me being Ma Bell is ever really rehearsed. It's kind of like just a natural thing. Um, and that's why it was hard to look at myself as a comedic character because all my life I've been more conservative, but you put a costume on and I become something else. And when I say something else, I mean something else. <laughs> so I think that's the best way to explain that. Um, it's kind of like, and I, I really call it like when I get on stage, it goes back again to who's in the crowd because I interact with those that are in my audience. So I never really know what's going to happen. Like people come out and sing with me. And like, for instance, like I was at the Music City Bar and Grill and um, I decided to throw a rap song, not a rap song, a yodeling song in there, thinking that I would call the uh, Howie up there to sing with me. I was going to surprise him and say, hey, you want to yodel? It ended up somebody surprised me in the crowd and came up and sang with me, and we had more fun. And um, somebody just yelled, hey, Ma, somebody out here can yodel. And I'm like, send her up. You know, so I don't really know what's going to happen when I go out there. And I think that's part of the fun and the mystery. You know, I was uh, looking into something uh, not too long ago, too, that I found rather interesting is, you know, in, back in, um, like, medieval Europe. And um, honestly, it, it was as if uh, you have a castle and you have a kingdom there, but uh, and, and they think the jester is, is the least important. And, like, the, the lowest man of the totem pole in the, in the kingdom but uh, back then, the jester was very important because, you know, after a battle or some, something, you know, or a plague or something, the, the jester was there to at least to, for people to retain their humanity. So, you know, so comedy is more important in life than we may think. I think so. And I think it was just hard for me because I was like, to say I'm a comedic character, what if I can't make somebody laugh one time? It puts pressure on you a little bit. But yeah. then everybody's tried to convince me that, hey, we need more female comedians. 
and you've got something. So I'm like, okay, let's work on that and see what we can bring to the table this year. Yeah. I think I think uh, we we should definitely take that lesson from history that the court jester was respected a lot more than we think because it was their purpose w- was to keep our humanity intact. Yeah. Yes. So um, I hadn't thought of it like that, but that's a that's a good analogy. Yes, exactly. See, uh, enlighten us a little bit, the book that's coming out. How much info can you put that out? Well, I have, I've started the process and I had no idea what writing a book is about. And I have two wonderful ladies, uh, Charlene McCall and Patty Hatch. They are helping me put it together. And it actually is a memoir of my life. And um, what happens is one memory comes and then, a hundred more come. So I'm just throwing it out there and we'll just see what we get when we get. But I'll give you a, a sample of one story in there. I hit a police car when I was 17. And that is going in there about my dad, how he reacted and um, how much trouble I got in with that one. Um, that's one story. And then, of course, I, I did catch a bullfrog and I had to call 911 he escaped and I thought someone was breaking in and um, (laughs) needless to say the bullfrog went back to the pond that night at three in the morning Um, my friends weren't happy I called them but there's a lot of stories like that that's going in there and I'm really hoping that some of my friends will contribute and um, you know bring me back I it's actually great because I'm reliving some of the things in my life that I've forgotten and, um, but I didn't realize to write a book and to be honest, how vulnerable that makes you because I'm actually sharing, I'm sharing from my heart with, with people. And so, you know, I'm excited about it. I really am, but I had no idea how hard it was going to be and it's going to be time consuming, but it's going to have a lot in there and we hope to have that done. I don't know how long it takes to finish a book, but we've got a lot in there now. Hey, it's worth it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There goes that roar again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Ma, I have to say that's all the questions I have for you. I want to thank you once again for joining the show, and thank you for being a patriot. Um, and going to hit a music set coming up. We're going to hear uh, three more of your songs. But uh, before we get to that, uh, why don't you give yourself a plug? Tell the listeners where they can find Ma Bell and where you can find your music and uh, how can people support you? Right now, Freedom Truckers is actually on Spotify. It's on um, Apple. It's on CD Baby and Amazon. And um, I'm working on getting some of my other songs there as well. You can find me on YouTube. Ma Bell has her first YouTube on there, and it's Freedom Truckers with her singing it. And she has her own version, by the way. She sings a little rap part in there. And then um, definitely Facebook. Anybody that wants to book Ma Bell, um, it's Ma Bell at Fishing Blues. And you can tell her because she has the hat with the fishing lures. And there is a picture on there that with a bullfrog, believe it or not. And it says, never too old to dream. So um, Facebook's the main page that I operate under her. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, good old Facebook. <laughs> We're going to work on getting her um, a website this year, I hope. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> because I, I think she's ready to go out and move. So anyway, right. I want to come where you're at and visit that area and meet you someday. Hey, hey, Ma Bell would be perfectly welcome. You know, my, my cousin's a musician. You know, I mean, maybe do a little work with him. Who knows what can happen? I play piano, so that would be fun. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Well, hey, I want to thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, God bless you, and best of luck to you. Thank you for having me on. You bet. You take care. Okay. Thank you. And there you have the interview with Kathy Bell. Yes, indeed, it was good talking to her. Going to go to our first music set of the show. Coming up, we've got three more songs by Kathy Bell and Bob McGilpin. Also have a new track by Forever Still. And we got G3 Rap in the mix. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. And if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? What's happened to America? She used to be so strong. The things she now is seeing, they are so very wrong. Her people need to stand together and put up a fight. Her morals and her constitution have been compromised. America's seeing many things she thought she'd never see. Now she is a wondering who will her next leader be. Will they be corrupt or will they keep our country free? Only time will tell, we'll just have to wait and see. America, she's crying. She's crying. Keep standing tall, let's give it all we got. America, she's crying. She's crying. Let's take our country back, cause we the people are the boss. It's time for us as a nation. She's served by the hard times as she faces many tests. It's time now as a nation, we take some time today. Believe in God we trust as we bow our heads and pray. America, she's crying. She's crying. Keep standing tall, let's give it all we got. America, she's crying. She's crying. Let's take our country back. The people are the boss It's time for us As a nation To finally say Enough is enough America She's crying She's crying Have some backbone Stand together Even when the times get tough 
Yeah. Right here. Drop the hammer when I slam a beat down on the groove so sinister. Watch me work just like a minister. But it's the rap producer slash musical stylist plus saxophone is bringing y'all a bonus. Yo, you gotta get that funk on time. Cause it's moving out in cases like them horses in the races. Places and spaces out there. I keep moving. Explore the outskirts while you keep grooving. To my beat, beat, beat. I think you got it now. Stepping to the next one. Looking for the best one. Ain't no stopping like McFadden and Whitehead. Classic to classic. Yeah, so for your head. I know you're feeling me cause I got more juice than ever fresh. Wood enough flavors to ride with the best. I'm breaking the game down for the young and old like this. What? Call it soul control. Yeah. Soul control. City, cause we bringing it back with a vengeance like Return of the Mac. I stack and smack fools who resist the bum rush. Keep it old school like the cold crush. One time for your mind, the two is for your crew. The three, that's me, so what you wanna do? Four plate is just a waste of time. I gets right into it. This ain't no five and dime rhyme. Shine for mine. Jewels, I'm dropping it. So you could cop some food for your soul. Come on, style. Specially crafted to create good vibes within your spirit when you hear it. None of that bang bang you did. I got the biggest getting nonsense, cause that ain't reality. You only hard and gangster in the studio, bro. I know how I go. You need soul control. Call it soul control. On the flex, I see what's next A bit complex, cause it's me, the rapper G3 Blend hip-hop and jazz in the attic Cut it with some funk, call it positive jazzmatic Hit the street, try to keep it underground Folks get the vibe and then passing it around Before you know it, look what's blowing here to the border Now I'm getting hits across the water I never set my sights on heights to impress my peers Been doing this for too many years Therefore I got a different perspective on success What's the best and all the rest Marching to a different tune, yo, that song is mine Written, produced, and tweaked till it shines Now I'm bringing it, y'all keep swinging And everybody play they role Soul control. Yeah, soul control. <laughs> like that, y'all. Soul control. 2005 campaign bring plus saxophone is bringing y'all a bonus. Plus saxophone is bringing y'all a bonus.
think How inflation is a-rising and it sure does stink Was thinking how my favorite hobby I could not afford Cause the cost of worms is up to four dollars or more As I started to sit and I started to stew Thinking how I could improve things for me and
there is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with MyPillow. Mike Lindell supports America, and we support Mike, but sadly, him and his company have been victimized by this cancel culture. But that's not going to stop Mike from making sure you get the best sleep possible, and now is the time to take advantage of those savings. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section, click on the MyPillow banner, and start your online shopping. Be sure to use the promo code OUTLAW and get up to 66% off your purchase. And if you act right now, you can get our standard My Pillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98. These pillows are made right here in the USA and are washable. So again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section. Click on the My Pillow banner and start your online shopping. But remember to use that promo code OUTLAW to take advantage of those savings. Or you can place your order by calling 1-800-652-3982. 
And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 nanograms package to the Platinum 300,000 nanograms package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Kathy Bell and Bob McGilplin with Fishing Blues. Before that, G3 Rap with Soul Control. Before that, Kathy Bell and Bob McGilpin with I'm Done. Before that, new track from Forever Still, Can't Begin to Explain. And starting off the whole set... Kathy Bill and Bob McGilpin with America She's Crying. All right. So, getting ready to go to uh, the interview that I had with Rusty Johnson, the uh, Indiana congressional candidate. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Devin Brockman out of Topeka, Kansas. So, he was a Dairy Queen employee, and uh, he took a customer's debit card so he could uh, charge it to view some uh, accounts on OnlyFans. (laughs) Oh, God. You think credit card fraud would, uh, you know, people would think that it, it this is just one form of crime that just doesn't pay. But, of course, this is a young punk. He doesn't seem to care. He look at his mug shot. It's all in his eyes that he doesn't give a shit. Well, let the little punk sit in a jail cell and rot. Maybe he'll meet Bubba. All right. Well... That's uh, enough on that. Uh, it's time to go to Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with Indiana Congressional Candidate Rusty Johnson. Here we go. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. 
It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, it is my pleasure to welcome Rusty Johnson to the show. Rusty is running for Indiana's Congressional District Office number seven. Rusty, welcome to the show. Good to have you here. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Yes, yes. So, you know, as uh, my good buddy Mike Miller, who I had on last week, uh, he's been saying, you know, even if you can't vote for him, and but you support what he does, find somebody in your local area because there is somebody in your local area that have the same conservative morals and values that he does, and I think he's t- uh, you're one of the people he may be talking about. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, enlighten the listeners a little bit, though. Uh, let's hear, uh, tell the listeners a bit about Rusty Johnson before we uh, really get into it. Okay. Well, I was born in Wisconsin. My dad was in the Air Force. When I was six months old, he got out and moved back to Indiana, where they're from. And I was raised in Indiana. In 1984, um, I joined the Army. Uh, 1986, I got bit in the spine by a coral snake at Fort Polk, Louisiana. I had my 29th back surgery five years ago. It took me about 19 years to get my disability from the VA. So for the past 10 years, uh, I've been helping veterans get their VA disability and Social Security disability. I thought 19 years was way too much, but um, right now I have seven Vietnam veterans I'm helping. They've been fighting the VA for 53 years with Agent Orange. Because they got it secondary, they don't get anything. They have the same cancer, same leukemia, same everything, but they don't get a dime. And it's a shame. Isn't the VA just a piece of work? Yeah, a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's crazy what we have to go through, you know? You know what? Now that you brought this up, now that you brought this up, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up something here that uh, this, was, this was a piece of audio, and I believe this was in Ohio. Um, uh, that that this happened, but now now that you brought this up, Rusty, you forced my hand. Uh, so now now I got to do it. But this is a video that was sent to me four five years ago, actually. So let's take a listen to this. Was a dying veteran for, uh, who did a video that wanted it to go viral. Let's listen to what he had to say. I'm doing this video to let everybody know about our VA medical system for veterans. You've heard all the stories going around and I don't understand that's just like news stories on TV and it don't really seem to hit home. Well, I'm doing this in hopes that this will hit home. I'm laying here in James Cancer Center in Columbus, Ohio with cancer in my liver, in both of my kidneys, in my colon, in my pancreas, in my lungs, and all through my body, dying with maybe two months left to live. This has happened to me because of the VA medical system 
for veterans. I ask any of you that care anything about veterans that fought for your liberty to please make this go viral. Any of you that know me know that I'm all about this country. I'm a true patriot. I love this country. I love our Constitution. But our government has failed us. I tried for a year to get the VA to do tests to find out what was wrong with me. I would vomit all the time, especially in the mornings for a couple of hours. I began to lose weight, lost 30, 40, 50 pounds. I lost all of my strength and energy. And they always would set the appointments up in Columbus at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't make that trip because I was still sick that early in the morning. I couldn't even get them to make afternoon appointments for me so I could be there for the appointment to find out what was going on. I went so far as to contact Senator Sherrod Brown and try to get him to get them to help me. So they put me on the choice program. But yet, when I got the appointments, they were no closer home. So I asked them to allow me to just simply use the hospital, my local hospital, so I could be tested there. But no, they wouldn't do that. It's time for them to start treating veterans like we are somebody and like we fought for the liberty of this country. It's time for them to give the veterans of this country a card that can be used at any doctor, any hospital within the United States so when things like this happen, that veteran can get medical treatment. I'm dying because they won't do this. We paid the price. Now it's time for them to pay the price. Make your government do what it should do for all the veterans. Folks, make this thing go viral. Let's get these people straightened out so no more veterans die because of the neglect of a ruined and failed Veterans Administration that's supposed to take care of us after we took care of this country. I would really appreciate it if you'd just make this go viral. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it just yeah. gets me every time I, I watch that video. It was That happened five years ago, and I think it was, what, maybe four days or so after that video had posted that uh, that gentleman unfortunately passed away. His name was Russell Irwin. Now, wow. Rusty, I have to ask you, listening to that, what was going through your mind? All the screw-ups that the VA did to me. Um, 22 years ago, I pulled a guy from a burning car, and um, I, I have an electronic implant to help me with the pain uh, for the uh, nerve damage from the uh, snake bite. It used to be in my chest, but I pulled a guy from a burning car and it shorted out. So the VA went to take it out and put a new one in my back. But they started cutting my chest before they even gave me an IV in my arm. And they had about an inch cut when I came off that table and said, hey, numb me up, <laughs> you know. And so then they put me to sleep. And uh, when I came to, uh, they told me that they had packed my chest full of gauze because there was so much bleeding that they'd take it out in a day or two. Well, it's been 22 years, and every month I have gauze still coming out of my skin after 22 years. 
22 Four years, years ago, I had kidney stones down in uh, Georgia, and the uh, VA hospital couldn't take care of me. So they sent me to civilian hospital. And to this day, I am still getting billed for, from that hospital. Even though the VA sent me there, I have to pay for it. See, there is, some, there is something so not right about that. You know, I, yeah. I, I lived in Las Vegas for five years, and I worked as a security guard, which didn't pay very much. But one, I worked several different assignments and posts that they put me at. One of them that didn't work out so for, so well for me, and I was only there for two weeks, was a woman's homeless shelter. And yeah, it was strictly for uh, women and children, this uh, particular homeless facility. And of course, you know, just oh, not too far away, you see the, the rest of the homeless community that was there. And the majority right. of them were veterans. Yeah. While we're letting, yep. we're letting in illegal immigrants and all that crap, you know, we're not securing the southern border yet. And I was, when I went, returned to Vegas after not being there for uh, three and a half years and went by that very same location, now they got tents set up in that nearby field. And, right, right. But our, our mayor here in Indianapolis got, a che- got cash from the Democratic Party to house illegals in our hotels where they had originally put homeless veterans in. They have video of the illegals stepping over our homeless veterans to get into those hotels. What's wrong with that picture? Well, let me guess. They're probably getting catered to room service and all that on the taxpayer's exactly. bill. You know, and exactly. Our ta- and our taxes aren't going for the things that were that are supposed to be going for. You know exactly. Well, our our congressman here in Indianapolis right now, Andre Carson, uh, he's got a sign up in his window in Washington D.C. at the Capitol building that says, uh, "Immigrants welcome." But as a disabled veteran, I'm not welcome into the U.S. Capitol building right now. They've got it locked down still. What's well, wrong with that? You're a murderer. You're a terrorist. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, coming from the party that that uh, approves abortions, we're the uh, child killers you know i mean that's ridiculous oh but that's a woman's choice don't you know oh i know i know oh my goodness so <laughs> get me started yeah yeah oh, oh we i i get to you and i can have a conversation all day on this stuff I, i'm telling you we can't really yeah. but you get into the congressional office now it's, uh what changes do you plan to push for well, first, so okay, because telling you about the uh, VA, there's a lot of things we need to change with the VA. But first, um, we have attorneys that are fi- charging both um, the VA and Social Security six thousand dollars of the uh, individual's back pay uh, just to uh, get them approved, and then they have an, a side contract with the uh, veteran or the civilian, the disabled person, uh, for ten to twenty five percent more of their back pay. I want to cap that out at $6,000 and say, let our people keep their money. You've already taken $6,000 out of there. Hurry up and get them their money. Quit wasting them time and get them their money. It should not take more than $6,000 to cover that. Then um, we want to, um, one thing I want to do here in Indiana, I want to legalize marijuana. I want to tax it. 
I want to do away with property taxes. I want to get to Washington, D.C. I want to legalize it. I want to tax it. 50 cents on the dollar that we tax it in Washington, D.C. will go to shore up Social Security. The other 50 cents on the dollar will help pay off the national debt. Then I want to stop paying all these other countries, except for Israel, all this money that we're paying them. Stop it for five years. Let us pay off our national debt or get a good start at it. And then we need to stop some of these other programs like um, um, Planned Parenthood, where they give three they get $500 million a year from uh, our government. $300 million they give back out to the Democratic Party and Democratic candidates. And then they use another $100 million to help other not-for-profit agencies. So really, all they need is $100 million. But isn't that considered fraud when they're asking for $500 million and receiving it? Huh. Let's stop paying them for five years until we can get our national debt paid off as punishment. Start them off at $100 million, which they need, because the rest of it, they're just giving it away. Stop paying our, our politicians money that our politicians are giving you. It's wrong. So we need to clean up that mess. We also need to stop our politicians' families from making money on the side, like Joe Biden's brother, his son, Nancy Pelosi's husband, her son, Mitt, Rom Mitt Romney's son. Stop this, man. They're, they're killing us, you know? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and the people are suffering. They don't care. They don't care. Our own uh, uh, congressman here in Indianapolis, uh, Andre Carson, he takes 10 to 15 people into restaurants. They order. They eat. They refuse to pay and they refuse to tip. He makes $174,000 a year and refuses to pay for his meal and to tip somebody who makes two seventeen dollars an hour. Then on top of that, the person who makes two seventeen dollars an hour has to pay for his criminal activity. But when they're threatened that the police will come, they the uh, congressman tells the owners that he will have protesters there by morning and they will burn the place to the ground. Is you tell me that's right. <laughs> That's not Tell right at all. And the uh, reason why I got involved with uh, this uh, race to begin with was uh, last April, I had 12 veterans come to me and said they've been waiting for four to six years on Andre Carson for their VA disability and Social Security. Come to find out he never even turned in their paperwork. Every month they called, what's the status of my VA? We're waiting on the VA. What's the status of my Social Security? Waiting on Social Security, knowing damn well they never even turned it in. One lost his home, his family, and tried to commit suicide. That's one too many. All 12 were African-Americans. We're better than that here in Indiana, and we deserve better than that. I don't care the color of your skin, your religion, your sexuality, your disability, or anything else. We're about people helping people, period. All that other stuff is noise. And the politicians on both sides need to realize that. Enough is enough. We, the people, have had enough of both of them. Straighten yeah. up or get out. Yeah, yeah, it, it's time. You know, it's past time. You know, I mean, and uh, during Trump's presidency, I, I got to tell you, I like the man. I, I was skeptical of voting for him at first because I just wasn't sure about him. And I'm um, thinking, you know, oh, I, at first he, he wasn't my first choice as a Republican at all. I was really pushing for Ben Carson. And if Ben Carson mm -hmm. were to get in there, I would support him again because I do think he too can make a difference. Me um, too. Um, but uh, Trump proved me wrong, and uh, you know where he he wasn't perfect. He made mistakes, especially in his cabinet and, and yes, in choosing the people. You know, yes. you know he he 
and I have to say, Mike Pence was one of his, well, somebody from your state was one of his poor choices, unfortunately. I agree 100%. Before he chose Mike Pence, the VA rated our uh, VA uh, regional office as the worst in the nation two years in a row. And I emailed all of our state and federal politicians and said, please email the secretary of the VA. Here's his email. Here's his cell phone number. And tell him, who's your veterans deserve better than the worst you have to offer? Mike Pence's office responded and said, it's not my job and I don't want to get involved. <laughs> two weeks later, he's on national TV telling us, telling us which bathrooms to use. What's more important, bathrooms or our veterans' lives? Yeah, you know, and I told Trump that and he goes, I wish you would have told me that I just selected him as my vice president two weeks ago. And but um, Obama's wife had 27 employees that worked for her. Trump's wife only had two. They cleared out that office and made a VA office at the White House. They had 30 days to get our veterans taken care of for, with their claims. I got over 200 veterans taken care of in one year, one year from this great president, man. I'll tell you this first time a president ever took care that good of care of us veterans and we will never forget him we're yeah. actually trying to get him here in indiana on the 23rd of april so uh, we've got everything lined up we sent him the information we're just waiting for his approval so but we we love trump um the yeah. veterans love trump we don't really give a damn about mike pence here um our state gop and our county gop chairman uh both told us in uh late january that their investors do not care about the seventh congressional race. Therefore, they're not going to support any candidates. Well, it's been 20 years since they actually have. Before that, they kept saying it's unwinnable. I said, hold on, unwinnable? I was I spent nine years in the Army. I've never heard of unwinnable until this day. You know, when we faced overwhelming odds, we called in air support, artillery. We leveled the playing fields, and then we sent in our ground troops. We had a plan. 61% of the registered voters in this district in 2020 were Republicans and 388,000 voters did not vote. Tell me, how is that unwinnable? <laughs> A good grassroots campaign would have made that winnable. That's how they cowered behind their desk and did nothing while our people suffered, including the 12 veterans. And I'm saying enough is enough. If you don't support our candidates, you support theirs. You know, and, and it's it's not just veterans too. Let's right everybody. The, the, you I'm know, everybody. We're to, uh, the the common blue collared, hardworking American. Take some take somebody who gets in a work accident and he he loses both of his arms and his legs, and mind you, he he. Technically can't work. He's got no hands to, to sit at a desk and use a pen or answer a phone or type. Right. A, but yet, but yet they say he's ineligible for disability. I'm working with 40 people right now. Uh, since I've been out for the last 11 months talking to people, we picked up 40, 40 uh, disabled people here in our district that need our help. I'm trying to help them get Social Security. And there are some that are paraplegics. You know, there's some missing arm, missing leg or whatever, and they're still fighting the VA or not VA, but Social Security. Yeah. And when I applied for my Social Security, it took me a year and a half to get mine. But the lady in front of me, she got hers right then. She was 40 years old from Ecuador, never paid into Social Security. Her disability was she didn't think she could learn English and they gave it to her on the spot under Obama. 
That was 10 years ago. That's and horrible. And they turned down me and my other friend. And we both had spinal cord injuries from the military. And we had to fight for a year and a half. And that is wrong. We need to redo Social Security and the VA. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's a couple of my top priorities. But there's a lot of other things we want to do. Um, well, one, legalizing marijuana. One, because uh, I'm a disabled veteran. And I use CBD oil to help me with uh, my PTSD. And uh, I'm almost cured of it. Uh, before last, a year ago, February, I was having 30 to 50 panic attacks a day. Uh, but I went through a course that the chaplain at the VA hospital had here in Indianapolis. And now I'm only having three to five a night. Well, let's take something else into perspective, too. Uh, you know, whether marijuana, you have it for medical use or recreational use. I fully support right. it as well. For another reason, I used to work in casinos, uh -huh. And I used to watch these people get drunk and lose everything they have and they get violent. And yes. And then, of course, there's DUIs and all that. I mean, yeah, yep. uh, you, you smoke a joint and you drive a car, you should get a DUI. I agree with that. Yep. Um, yep. Me too. But, uh, you know, if they, if they, I'm thinking one thing is if the, if the cocktail waitress was passing out joints instead of shots of liquor and, and beers, I think, uh, you know, they wouldn't, they might get irritated that they're losing money, but they might, there's a, a lower chance that they're going to get violent. Right, right. And, and look at the statistics of violent crimes and injuries and things like that compare alcohol to marijuana. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy a beer once in a while. I don't drink a whole lot, but every now and then I enjoy a beer or a shot of whiskey. Um but really, if I had my choice of what's legal and what's not, marijuana and alcohol would switch places just because of the statistics of deaths and crimes. I mean, uh, if if uh, somebody's not getting in a drunken rage and killing somebody in a fight or something like that, uh, there's there's the alcohol poisoning, which is basically an o an OD of alcohol. I'm right, not, right. That has never happened with marijuana. The only right. The only dangers I can think of mar marijuana would be carbon monoxide if you're smoking <laughs> it, but that's yeah. it. Well, see, I don't, I don't smoke. I don't, I don't like to be around smoke. I don't do drugs. Uh, I just uh -huh. barely drink a little bit at home with my wife, and that's it every once in a while. But um, um, yeah, I mean, but we've got all these people, uh, our, our patient cancer patients, you know, who need it to help them with the pain of cancer. They need to help it with the um, um, pain and. Um, everything from the uh, treatments of cancer, right? Our epileptics, I mean, it is shown, it's proven that uh, marijuana helps epileptics, but they have to pay for it out of their own pocket, both cancer patients and epileptics. And, um, or they have need to get it illegally too. Else, you know, and it's crazy. We have to fight our government for our own medications that uh, they're giving away everywhere else, you know, so. I mean, it was told a long time ago, go though that uh, whether you take the two biggest plagues going on right now no not the not the fake plague of COVID-19 yeah uh, I mean COVID-19 I'm not going to say it's not it's not real and it's not dangerous it it, it is but it, come on it's survivable you know yes. and everybody gets sick that's part of life but not everybody gets cancer not everybody has HIV but if they had a cure for especially cancer or HIV, they wouldn't allow that because 
you get the HIV cocktail, Big Farm is making so much money off of that. Yeah. Uh, Big Farm yeah. is making so much money off of chemotherapy and other crap that they want to give you for cancer. Yeah. It's, yep. it's ridiculous. It's bullshit, to put yeah. it plain and simple. But they keep giving it to our our politicians, you know, and they keep making millions of dollars off of it, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't join this race to become a millionaire. I don't care about the money. I care about the people. I was studying to become a chaplain when I got bit by the snake. When the snake bit me in my spine, it caused um, the nerve oh root to swell shut, so the venom couldn't go anywhere. And, but it knocked me out for uh, 14 hours in the swamp before they found me. I didn't drown. The alligator didn't eat me and the snake didn't kill me. God had other plans for me, you know. <laughs> um, when I got done with these uh, 12 veterans on a Friday night, I got them all done. And I, w- I went to bed at 6 o'clock and something woke me up at 11 and said, you're running for Congress. I said, oh, no, I'm not. I said, oh, yes, you are. I said, oh, no, I'm not. He said, oh, yes, you are. So I sat up in bed and I looked at my wife. I said, was I just arguing with you? She said, no, why? I said, I think I'm running for Congress. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I went back to sleep. But ever since then, everything I've ever needed has been handed to us, you know. And yes. God has a plan for all of us. So that's, that's what we're telling everybody. And, and we're, here for, we're here for the people. And you don't hear that much anymore. All you hear from the politicians. I got to let my service dog out. I apologize. No, all no. you hear from the politicians is I, I, I or me, me, me. But we never hear anything about us anymore, ever, ever. What about we the people, you know? Oh, we the people are pissed off. They have their own mariachi band, you know? Enough (laughs) is enough. Yeah, You're supposed to be for the people, by the people, of the people. And we go one more and say we're with the people. You know, and I I said it when Ammon Bundy, who is somebody else that I support here in Idaho. So... When I was at the uh, convocation with Ammon Bundy here in Twin Falls, Idaho, back in November, I mean, he was asking us uh, in the crowd, small crowd, mind you, I wish he had more supporters, but uh, he asked us our definition of freedom, and the best one I could give is the one I heard uh, from, uh, from a local band out of Georgia called Stuck Mojo, and uh, they had a Oh, they did this monologue where they said freedom is is a tool and it's an essential tool for us as human beings to prosper other than to merely survive. I mean, and I, t- I tell you what, I don't want to merely survive in a communist socialist regime that, that uh, basically, you know, they say they're all about the poor, but uh, come on, that's, that's the bait and switch on it right there. Exactly, exactly. We have over 400 uh, um, Nicaraguans here in Indiana. Um, they're supporting me. Most of them can't vote, but they're supporting me, and I'm supporting them. Um, they uh, they had to flee their country because their socialist dictator um, uh, threatened to kill them. Uh, one of my friends, Dr. LeClure, um, they arrested him and his partner. Uh, they were law uh, partners, and they uh, took him to the jail. And they pulled both of them out of the jail cells and they had him kneel down and they shot his partner right in the head in front of him. They gave him three hours to get out of the country. And he came to Indiana with nothing. He left his wife and kids behind. His wife was pregnant. And just uh, three months ago, uh, they came into her house, aimed guns at her and her three-year-old daughter and their 12-year-old daughter. And they ransacked the home, took whatever they wanted, and they keep coming back every month every month 
because it's a socialist dictator and they can do that. Do we want that here in the United States? No, we do not. You know, it, I don't know how long that person would, would have been in the country, but if it was if it was yesterday, I kind of doubt they would let him in because, you know, they're denying people from Cuba and they're denying people from Venezuela because they they fully understand what it's like to live under a communist regime. Right. Right. Uh, otherwise, they can they can dupe just about anybody else. They're saying now they're saying capitalism is racist. I mean, yes. ca- capitalism is has never been a perfect system. I'll agree. You know, I was. Andre Carson's people called me a racist back in August, and I said, this is coming from the party that voted no to abolish slavery, the party that voted no to the 13th Amendment uh, abolishing slavery, the, uh, voted no to allow the black man to vote. It's coming from the party that started the Ku Klux Klan. Who did they target? They targeted people because of the color of their skin, their religion, their sexuality, their disabilities, because they were all four different than they were, and they're still targeting them today. The only thing changed in 1969 was the Democrats realized they could no longer win elections without the African-American voters. And so they swapped pages with the Republicans and said, hey, we're the real party of Lincoln, even though they weren't. We did all this for you, but they didn't. What they did was gave them jobs uh, in the unions and so forth, and in government to uh, help them to keep them closed so they can control them. But they did nothing. They did nothing for them. You look at how they're treated now. Right now, I have 3,600 African-American Democrats voting for me in in our little uh, district. We have six townships in Indianapolis, and that's my district because they redistrict. They tried to give Andre Carson as little as they could, and uh, they thought they would win. But guess what? Those people are coming over to us. We've got veterans fired up, military, law enforcement, fire, rescue. We've got Protestants, Catholics. We're going after the Jewish community right now. We're talking to everybody. We've got a great grassroots program going on right now. We're going to every house and talking to everybody, sharing our message of unity and hope that we can get this mess cleaned up. We just have to get the right people in and the wrong people out. And just because that person has an R at the end of their name doesn't mean that they're always the right person either. This re- These people have to be looked into pretty deep. Oh, listen to this. The uh, two state GOP um, um, senators stopped me uh, in July and told me that, hey, listen, it's not that we don't want you to win. It's that we don't want Andre to lose. Because no matter what bad things we do, we're still never be as bad as Andre Carson. But if there's no Andre Carson, we can't do the things we want to do or the things we need to do. I say we vote all their asses out, especially Andre Carson. He got a check from a Chinese company last August that provides ammunition to the Taliban. Where is the FBI? Nancy Pelosi put him on the committee over the FBI, and she did away with the committee that protects the FBI when they go after uh, politicians. They cannot go after their boss. Yes. He gets away with whatever he wants to get away with. And we've got to say enough is enough. And that's who I am. That's what I'm doing. I'm saying enough is enough. It's got to be for the people, all the people, enough Republicans, enough Democrats, enough everybody. 
Let's just clean this mess up and say, divide us no more. We're better than this and we deserve better than this. Yes. That's my message right there. (laughs) Exactly. And before uh, we wrap this up too, which we got to do here shortly too, I want to say congratulations to you and everybody in Indiana becoming uh, one of the next states to pass constitutional carry. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you what, it felt kind of different uh, a a little over a month ago when I bought this Glock 48 that I have, you know, and I'm I'm walking around with it uh, on my hip legally and finding right. finding out too if I want to conceal it I can but there's cer- there's certain limitations to that and now I got my concealed concealed carries uh, license and, and and now I can go on to college campuses uh, here in Idaho if I if I choose to do so you know as, you know just uh, yep but uh, you know I'm they they can say oh now there's going to be another Sandy Hook there's going to be another Columbine now that you did constitutional care. Well, how about this? If somebody wants to attempt a, a Columbine, they're going to they can be met up face to face with teachers that are going to shoot back. I was at the gun and knife show. We never had one problem over there. Yeah. I was at the Trump rally last Saturday. We never had any problem over there. They were expecting 10,000, 60,000 showed up and everybody was dancing. They were shaking hands. They were hugging everybody. They were having a great time. We all had a great time. The only time we have problems is when a Democrat comes here and starts trouble, you know, and we've got to say enough is enough. Let's clean this mess up. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as uh, friendly rioting or whatever, you know, that's stupid, you know, let's shut that stuff down before it even starts. Exactly. That's, I mean, and that's why we have constitutional carry is because we're prepared for problems. Yeah. You have a gun. Think of it like a condom. Better to, better to have it and not need it than to, than to need it and not have it. Well, when I started this, I let everybody know that if somebody shoots at me, I shoot back. That's the way I was raised. That's when I was in the military. And when I was a deputy marshal, you know, you come after me, I'm going to be coming after you, you know. And uh, like uh, one of my challengers is finding out real quick that uh, I am coming after them. You know, they're coming after me and uh, making fun of my disabilities and uh, and um, my use of a service dog. So uh, we're, we're going after her real hard and she's not going to like me one bit. Do it. Do it. <laughs> we are, man. We are. Well, Rusty, I got to say it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um and uh, definitely, uh, you know, as t- time progresses, I think I'm a, I'm going to call you again. Um, Got to go to the upcoming music set, but before we get to that, uh, why don't you give yourself a plug? Uh, tell the listeners where they can find you. You got social media. You got your website. How can they donate to your campaign? Please go right ahead. Go to uh, rustyforcongress.com, and you can go to the donate tab and uh, donate there. There's several ways of donating. Uh, you could go to. Uh, Rusty Johnson for Congress on Facebook and look me up and see some of our posts there. Uh, we're also on Getter, uh, Rusty J for IN. Um, and uh, just feel free to contact me anytime if you want to talk, you want to uh, shoot me an email or whatever. Um, we've um, uh, really uh, going after trying to get some donations in right now. Like I said, we're trying to get President Trump here. Uh, Indiana loves Trump. We really don't like Pence as much, uh, but we, we love Trump. And uh, uh, we're hoping that he comes here and helps us out a little bit, you know, and 
any of the other politicians that want to come over here and help us out there more than welcome to. We talked to Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, wonderful people. And I, I've got their back when I get into office. I will take care of those guys, too. I want to say Jim one, Jordan as well. Yeah, I want to say one more thing, too. I mean, you know, we got Rusty here who he's fought for this country in the military. Now he's he's ready to fight for our country in an office. But, uh, you know, in the military, he couldn't do it alone. He had to rely on his unit. It's no different when he's in his office. We, the people, are his unit. It's time to stop being the silent majority and rally sure. behind people like Rusty, like Mike Miller, like Kayla Dunn, like Ammon Bundy. You know, we rally behind these people. We will take our country back. But it's time to, you know, we're t- we become, we scare too easily. The, we have, uh, you know, especially the Democratic Party and the rhino establishment have, have uh use the this fear mongering you know and yes. and too many people are afraid to rise up i mean there's nothing to be afraid of that's right they're you, they're the ones who are going to be vote. scared of us if use your vote you're in charge say enough is enough and say it now exactly well, rusty once again i want to thank you so much best of luck to you and god bless you god bless you too thank you very much for having me on And there you have the conversation with Rusty Johnson. It's time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we got Six Gun Quota, going to be followed by Christina Taylor, Vinnie Paz, B.B. Chung King and the Buddha Heads, and Frantic Amber. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
From the new Stinky Canyon line of products comes the newest product from the Rooney's Empire. It's Rooney's Sack Fresh. Do you sometimes have that not-so-fresh feeling? You know, when you can't keep your dog's nose out of your crotch? Well, those days are over. And not only does it freshen up your sack, it gives it a nice golden brown tan. And Rooney's Sack Fresh comes in three great scents. Hanging berries, nutty almond, and penis colada. Get your Rooney Sack Fresh at convenience stores and bathroom vending machines everywhere.
motherfuckers, we back again. Family click, motherfucker. Just a law. King size. Blackistan. Apathy. Out of space. Seven L E S. Vinny P. Travel underground like the Goonies with a bag full of Uzis. Emerging in the corner store where Arabs sell Lucy's. My bang is on the waist, I never wave it around. But I always chamber around when it's strangers around. Set my face to the kill, my force field is on max. Never relax, study the facts and stockpile gaps. Cause the sky's about to bleed blood out from the clouds. There's gas masks in my backpacks, we're walking through crowds. The post-apocalyptic optic fitted with bionic circuitry. Surgically planted perfectly, no way to word it verbally. But extrasensory perception got me to Detecting any cop or detective Intercept them and stop them with weapons In size, Vinny Bass, we like Animal Hawk Grammatical master for art Heavy metal, we smashing your thoughts We up a level, you rappers are technicians Undergraduates, I got a doctor When it comes to ripping scientific I was born from a different species And if I you beat me, you gon' fight me Every time you see it. it's never over Fuck size, is King Cobra I'm rushing on my shoulders, spitting ether Plus we taking over, I'm getting older So I live by that new slogan That Philly shit, the barrel smoke when leave your head open It's open season On any rapper Who wanna beef with The army of the pharaohs Yeah man We'll bring the season Don't hit me with the drama Don't approach me About no B.I. Cause I'm a pharaoh king And y'all ain't worthy Of a reply Bodies I've caught Decomposing on the seaside Catch me river dancing Through the bloody waters Knee high Mind state is cutthroat Can't walk around deep ride My team shut it down Any access will be denied Crown royal status Puerto Ricans That's how we ride Nocturnal souls Mesmerized by the street lies One shot at glory Game will never give you three tries for the haters I've murked. They would love to see me die. Acid tripping vision, everything look high defy. Drugs, money, liquor, only things they get me by. <laughs> yeah, raw rap, the hardcore shit, 94 shit. Shoot the fucking place up. I got a lot of hate, I gotta learn to love, stop the date But some days I would rather murder than populate Either way I gotta open up the cosmic gate Who knows what the future holds, gotta watch and wait I can't function clear, keep a ton of guns and beer I never sweat it, I get arrested like once a year My gun biggest two guns, you should cover your ears Believe half of what you see and nothing you hear Nobody listens, I got a lot of ground to cover Bullets go in one ear and out the other Tuck the weapon in, kick his face in the blood pool, like give him a taste of his own medicine. Him beast the president, I'm pulling out my ray gun. Chuck D's greatest line, and y'all ain't even thank him. Y'all ain't on my radar, horrible like Hagar. Most icy flow beats banging on the space bar. Haters get mad, start banging on the space bar. Flip over the desk, gotta take it up with HR. Your bitch get bad brains like she worked for HR. I be where the rays are, you wonder what the rates are. I'm a cannibal, you cats wonder where the plates are. I know that I'm immortal, why you wonder where the gates are. I cold crush your brother like Grandmaster Castle Pass. Work with the 45 like the Kim Shabazz. I'm from the East Coast, nigga, but I'm still low down. I grew up inside the crack house. My mom's just smoked out. You know the kid with the bummy kicks. Holes in his jeans, same shirt. Chilling on some bummy shit. Yeah, that was me, though. Attracted to the metal like Magneto. Sneakers started talking like I Bendito. Got my own, never borrowed a bag for shit. Now it's on, cause I'm rolling with the barrels legit. Side of rappers always Rhyming that bullshit Catch you at your CD signing With a full clip Now how you feel about the pharaohs and the demigods That's what I thought nigga Because we large and in charge Kings of the motherfucking underground Y'all don't want it with us We punching y'all in the fucking face Laughing at y'all <laughs> Keep shooters
Cubans on staff, moving their glass. Refugees that came on the inner tube with a cat, Rubik's Cube and codename. But you will respect the handle, spin checks on Windex, so I shine the chrome and name, or I throw hands with the devil, so ain't much to fear after. Bitches cry over me, I'm a top tier rapper. American Idol with a wet wipe for you, desperate housewife. Firecracker go off on my brick, the whole house white. And I will outright say that you saw. I write your favorite writer that your bass is style off of. I let the tech blast in you at the check cash. Send the shells, give you a turtle face, make your back split. With semi automatic, sipping Henny in the attic. Spitting heavy with the guard of the Serengeti blasted. Fasting till I downloaded the attachment. The hunger came back, and I'm eating like a savage. Walking through the labyrinth, imagining it's Nazareth. Throwing more stones at the throne, lone catalyst. That ain't never been me Only had the urge to annihilate the MC Used to ride the 10-speed and cop the top 10 sneaks Never thought I'd be in Budapest counting 10 G's But it all makes sense to me Feral click sick, man, we thick more than 10 If feet. I ain't heard of y'all rappers, then you gotta be soft That's the reason why I talk about the bodies I caught Bodies in all, New Haven down in New York If it's a fight that's put in front of me, it's gotta be far They got me in court for carrying a burner on the waist My lawyer is an animal, he murdering the case Boom, box, hard body, murdering the tape I take your fucking heart like a burglar on a date I'm magic with the full fit, perfect with the eight I lavish with the lyrical superlatives, is great Mash a motherfucker out, turn a kid his face Jerry had rappers ain't assertive as the great, yeah Kings of the motherfucking underground Y'all understand that? Y'all don't want it with us Official pistol, AOTP, it's the god of the Serengeti, I'm the god of the Serengeti. Looking out. 
left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org at some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Points. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. 
You can't get good fruit from a bad tree, and there is no more corrupt a tree than Idaho Republican Party leadership. Consider the following Republican leaders who have actually been arrested while serving in the Idaho Republican Party as leaders. U.S. Senator Larry Craig, arrested for soliciting gay sex in a public airport bathroom. Governor Butch Otter, arrested for drunk driving. Idaho Republican Party Director Jonathan Parker, arrested for masturbating in front of his estranged wife's window while wearing a wig. House Representative Greg Cheney, arrested for domestic violence and abuse and threatening to commit suicide in front of his small children. U.S. Senator Mike Crapo, arrested for drunk driving. And this is just the beginning of Republican Party leadership immorality. With leaders like this, is it any wonder that Idaho can't pass any true conservative legislation despite Republicans having full control of the state for decades? It's time to kick the rhinos out in 2022. I'm Ammon Bundy and I approve this message. building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men men again. Songs you just heard, you just heard Frantic Amber with Soar. Before that, B.B. Chung King and the Buddha Heads with Let It Roll. Before that, Vinnie Paz with Battle Hymn. Prior to that, new one from Christina Taylor called Somebody Will. And starting off the whole set, Six Gun Quota with Evil in the Angel. Yes, indeed. Moving on, it's time to turn things over to... The icon Stephen James for the Steve Solution. The best advice I can give you, if you've got a good job, stay in it. If you are, in fact, in a position where you have a decent job, don't fuck that up. And if you are not in a great job, keep looking. And when one comes available that you are qualified for or even close to qualified for, go apply, interview, do whatever you can to get into a better position. This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is, of course, me, your old podcast pal, Stephen James, alongside Outlaw Radio founder, Bad Billy. What's going on, Billy? Oh, not a lot, man. <laughs> oh, so... Uh... Yeah, a little while ago uh, when I was uh, interviewing uh, Rusty, who's uh, going to be running for the congressional seat in Indiana. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he just brought up something uh, very interesting, too, that, uh, you know, he basically wants to make it a speedy process for Social Security and, uh, and the other funds available for uh, military veterans, you know, and and I'm hearing about uh, how the Biden administration basically wants to strip the VA altogether, take away benefits from the veterans, and give them to fucking illegal aliens. You know, that's one of the great things I can say about President Trump. One of the many, many good things that he did was he had started streamlining 
FDA process, which has been broken since, well, since its inception. This country has a history of treating our veterans like shit. I mean, in theory, we've got some great programs, uh, you know, home loans for veterans. That's a really wonderful program. One that actually does for the most part work. So that's great. But when it comes to the physical and mental well-being of the men and women that serve this country, we just have this massively, massively huge letdown. You know what, Stephen? If you don't mind, I I know I I played this uh, for Rusty, but I want to play that message from Russell Irwin again. I'm doing this video to let everybody know about our VA medical system for veterans. You've heard all the stories going around, and I don't understand. That's just like news stories on TV, and it don't really seem to hit home. Well, I'm doing this in hopes that this will hit home. I'm laying here in James Cancer Center in Columbus, Ohio, with cancer in my liver, in both of my kidneys, in my colon, in my pancreas, in my lungs, and all through my body, dying with maybe two months left to live. This has happened to me because of the VA medical system for veterans. I ask any of you that care anything about veterans that fought for your liberty to please make this go viral. Any of you that know me know that I'm all about this country. I'm a true patriot. I love this country. I love our Constitution. But our government has failed us. I tried for a year to get the VA to do tests to find out what was wrong with me. I would vomit all the time, especially in the mornings for a couple of hours. I began to lose weight, lost 30, 40, 50 pounds. I lost all of my strength and energy. And they always would set the appointments up in Columbus at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't make that trip because I was still sick that early in the morning. I couldn't even get them to make afternoon appointments for me so I could be there for the appointment to find out what was going on. I went so far as to contact Senator Sherrod Brown and try to get him to get them to help me. So they put me on the choice program. But yet when I got the appointments, they were no closer home. So I asked him to allow me to just simply use the hospital, my local hospital, so I could be tested there. But no, they wouldn't do that. It's time for them to start treating veterans like we are somebody and like we fought for the liberty of this country. It's time for them to give the veterans of this country a card that can be used at any doctor, any hospital, within the United States so when things like this happen, that veteran can get medical treatment. I'm dying because they won't do this. We paid the price. Now it's time for them to pay the price. Make your government do what it should do 
for all the veterans. Folks, make this thing go viral. Let's get these people straightened out so no more veterans die because of the neglect of a ruined and failed Veterans Administration that's supposed to take care of us after we took care of this country. I would really appreciate it if you'd just make this go viral. Thank you. So let's take a moment here and think about not only the fact that this man fought for our country and died for it, um, what uh, this that was that was back in 2016. So that was under the Obama administration, the the VA system. What did they rob? Uh, who uh, who did they rob? Um, his they robbed him of his life. They robbed his family. They they robbed his friends. They just shit all over this man. They robbed. Quite frankly, every single American, but especially every American that served, period. You know, exactly what he said was, you know, one of the, you know, tent poles of what Trump was working towards. He said it in his first campaign that he wanted every single veteran to be able to literally walk into any doctor's office, any hospital, any urgent care, any ER, whatever, show their VA card and be treated like any other insurance. Yes. You know, there's no reason that it should be. We shouldn't even have, quite frankly, we should not have VA hospitals at all. I agree. I agree. These gentlemen, these gentlemen and women should very simply be able to walk in to any place of medical care, whether it be doctors, emergency rooms, urgent care, dentist, uh, optometrist, fucking whatever, anything that has anything to do with their body, they should be able to walk into any place, regardless of where it is. And be treated. And quite frankly, the fucking government would save money doing it that way, running it more like a private insurance or or even like Medicare and billing it out that way rather than, oh, no, you have to go to this specific place where the care is just garbage, substandard bullshit that they fucking overcharge at massively inflated government rates. Just close every single VA and let them go wherever they need to. It would save money. It would save lives. Period. I mean, you heard the you heard the man. He, he say in he'd uh, he'd feel like shit every morning and he'd be vomiting. And yet uh, the VA only wanted to set up the appointments at that time when, when, uh, he's, when he's feeling like shit and has to puke. But, uh, but no, they, they, it's like they did not fucking care at all. Well, Total I mean, disregard. 
the way our government has treated veterans from damn near day one is just deplorable. It really is. I mean, Civil War veterans that were promised certain benefits didn't... This is when this shit really started, was in the aftermath of the Civil War. Had, in order to get their benefits, had to travel to Washington, D.C., waited lines at a government office to get their benefits. And the more interesting fact of, you know, where we got a particular phrase comes from, when, you know, these uh, veterans of that particular war went to the office that they were told to go to to get their benefits, it took them hours sometimes days and weeks. That's if and, when, and when their files were finally found, they were bound literally, and this is where we get the phrase, in red tape. That's where the phrase red tape comes from. We've been fucking over people who defend our country as far as, you know, financial, medical, every other type of benefit since the Civil War. How fucked up is that? All these people, all these years, have given their all to defend you, me, every listener out there, and every non-listener out there, regardless of race, regardless of gender, regardless of political beliefs or religious beliefs. These people have put their lives on the line. We can't give them basic rights. I mean, I have better, I have access to better medical care through the federal government. But you know what? Then my next-door neighbor who served in Korea, he has a harder time with his medical care than I do. But you know what's being taught to our children now? Number one, I mean, this uh, we've gone over this before, but now capitalism is racist. Uh, if Whoever served in, uh, the, in, in any branch of the military is a baby killer, is a racist, whatever, so they deserve to have all this bad shit happen to them. And let the... That's, that's not a new idea, though. I mean, that's the shit that, I mean, first started, you know, back in World War One and Two and Korea, when our troops came home, they were treated with, you know, care and respect, not so much by the government, but by the public anyway. They were treated with love. But with Vietnam and the rise of the whole counterculture and hippie bullshit and all that, these veterans, many of whom were drafted, they didn't want to fight in this war. They, you know, were over there volunteering like they were in World War II. They were forced to go over there and put their lives on the line. And what were they greeted with when they got home? Exactly what you just said. You're a baby killer. You're this, you're that. 
So, it, yeah, it's like they, it's a no-win situation, especially for uh, Vietnam veterans. First off, that that scumbag, fucking Lyndon B. Johnson, one, one of the, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say the worst president we had, but he, he, he is a corrupt piece of shit. You know, he was, I mean, just, oh, more soldiers are falling and getting killed. Well, we're just going to have to send more. We're just going to have to send more. Kept kept on sending mostly young boys, just barely turned 18, go over to Vietnam in a war that we had no business in to begin with. So basically, they're getting shit on by our government. Then if they're lucky enough to survive, they're going to be shit on by society. You know, and literally after Vietnam, you know, I thought the whole, you know, anti-soldier thing with all the fucking protests and everything, when that shit ended, I thought that truly was the end of it. Because the next major entanglement after that, obviously, uh, you know, was Gulf One as far as military. And, you know, those soldiers were welcomed back, you know, not World War II style. We weren't given big ticker tape parades, but they were at least, you know, treated with respect by the public. Same with Gulf Two. And about halfway through Gulf Two, all the fucking the new counterculture, the the woke people started treating these guys like shit. I mean, post 9-11 for about the first, you know, five, six years, it, it was like, you know, the cool thing to do anytime you came across any soldier. Whether, you know, you were in line at the grocery store or just happened to pass somebody in uniform on the street, it was the thing to do to stop them and say, hey, thank you. Thank you for your service. And I love that, that, you know, we were, you know, really embracing the people that defend our freedoms. Yeah, you know what? To I, this day, I still do it. If I see a man or a woman in uniform, I take a moment. Yes, absolutely. But now. And I thank them. I read, I read something on, on the, uh, on online. Oh, it wasn't, I just decided, you know, cause once in a while, I'll type in something on Twitter or something, see hashtag, uh, you, you know, whatever. Like, um, I, I made a comparison, like, uh, there was hashtag Trump needs to die, which was loaded with tweets where hashtag Biden needs to die. There's absolutely nothing there. Uh, so I decided one day check hashtag fuck the military. And lo and behold, what do I find? Somebody saying, "Who who the fuck cares what you what you did overseas? Get your get your hand out of my pocket and get yourself a fucking job." Well, first off, you know somebody like that is the same person that is putting up hashtag help the homeless or hashtag uh, fucking let immigrants in. All that kind of fucking bullshit, socialist bullshit. And quite frankly, I mean, the, from my point of view, I don't really give a shit if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're an independent. 
I think we should all be able to agree on at least one very simple thing. The men and women who put their lives on the line to defend our country should be treated with the utmost respect. Salute them. Well, you don't salute unless you're in the military or oh. law enforcement. But Figuratively I speaking, you fucking salute them. You, you respect fucking them. Fucking shake their goddamn hand and you thank them for their service. Yes. P- period. You know, they're out there doing a job that, you know, you're not doing, I'm not doing. A lot of our listeners aren't doing, are unable to do. Uh, the people that you know don't listen to our type of shows, they're certainly not fucking doing it. But Stephen, where it really gets me though is the part where, well, we're gonna say fuck veterans all together, deny them their care, and that care that they're supposed to have is going to go to these people coming across the border who don't belong here in the first place. Yeah, now that kind of, that just fucking kills me. Because before, you know, anybody else, in my opinion, before me, before I get any kind of care, whether it's private government or otherwise, you know, it, shit, if I'm in line at a grocery store and there's a veteran behind me and I know this person's a veteran, whether they're in uniform, whether they're, it's an old man wearing a, you know, a hat, you know, showing where they served in Vietnam, my happy ass steps aside and says, No, you go first. And that's the attitude this country and our government needs to have. And it don't matter how big a hurry you're in. We need to take care of these people. Yeah. Don't matter how big a hurry you're in, like you you have to be somewhere in five minutes, and you know that person's going to take at least ten minutes, you'll still slide for him. Oh, I've I've been late. And, you know, Popping into the gas station to, you know, get that cup of coffee, even though I'm already running a couple minutes late for work. I see that, you know, fucking, you know, served in Vietnam hat or whatever. Or there's, you know, a gentleman in uniform behind me, you know, even if it's just, you know, National Guard. Nope, sir, you go in front of me. I mean, you served, you served our country. You go before me, period. No. And th- that's the attitude our government needs to have. We need to physically, mentally, financially take care of our veterans. Yeah. Now, I have had an experience, though, when I was working in northern Nevada, where uh, this uh, this gentleman, he was a World War II veteran, um, was playing slot machines and uh, he hit the 3300 code, which at that time when uh, coin slot machines hit the 3300 code, meant 
meant that the hopper full of coins inside was empty. But uh, he he thought he won thirty three hundred dollars and tried to put up a fight. <laughs> he even told. Well, I mean, look. Every once in a while, you're just going to have an asshole, whether he's a veteran or not. I'm sorry, yeah. but an asshole's an asshole, and I'm not saying, you know, every single veteran ever should be treated like royalty, but they all need to be treated with basic dignity and the same, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're a bleeding heart liberal, shouldn't they get at least the same rights that fucking Hector or Jose or Abdul coming across the border illegally? Shouldn't we at least extend them that much courtesy? No, because they're racist or something. No, they were young people in the military who followed the orders they were given. And a lot of times they didn't agree with those orders, but that's the difference between your life and my life and our listeners' lives is we don't get, you know, when my boss tells me to do something that I don't want to do, I have every right to go, yeah, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Worst that could happen to me at that point is I get fired. If you're in the military and you don't follow an order, you can go to prison. Of course. I I have a an old friend of mine that actually went to prison for refusing to follow an order. Uh, nothing life and death or anything like that. He was just a dick, but that's you know neither here nor there. He got court-martialed. He was sent to Fort Leavenworth. And his punishment was hard labor. He was told, to take this hammer and turn big rocks into little rocks. And once he finished turning big rocks into little rocks, he was t- t- told to turn little rocks into sand. Well, wow. yeah. le- they at, didn't fuck around back then. Well, at least they didn't say into, until your back gives in and, <laughs> and then uh, they crack you on the back of the head with a hammer. Of course, that's, yeah, a, well. that, that's a Django reference right there. I, I caught that, actually. But, you know, people died there. That's a, a million ways to die in the West reference, but from Jamie Foxx. But, but seriously, what, I mean, what is so difficult about abolishing the VA, at least as a provider, Maybe, you know, turn them into, you know, just an administrative role and sending veterans cards to where they can just, you know, walk into, you know, any fucking doctor's office, urgent care, whatever, saying, hey, you know, uh, I fucking sprained my ankle. Uh, Can you do something for me? Yeah, no problem. Not uh, sure. We can see you uh, four weeks from Thursday. Does that work for you? Oh, I'm sorry. You work. Uh, you work until four. Uh, I can get you in at three thirty. Now they need to be able to use any medical facility available to them. I mean, it's tough to say whether or not Russell Irwin would be alive today if he had 
if he had that uh, for him available, but I can guarantee you he would have lived a lot longer than he did. No, I agree completely. Our veterans deserve nothing but the best medical care. You know, the same doctors that tend to, you know, those million-dollar fucking Hollywood doctors that have managed to keep Keith Richards alive all these years should be putting that same fucking effort into, you know, private uh, Daniel Davis, who served in the first Iraq war and now, you know, has a heart condition based because of the, all the chemicals he breathed in yeah. or whatever. But, uh, Stephen, I hate to say it, we are out of time. All I want to end with is if you're listening to this, put a call in to your local congressman or senator and express your outrage because I've already done this. Put those calls in. Call every week. Call every day. Hell. Email. Until something gets done. Email, fax, letters, whatever it takes. Send us, yeah. Contact the representatives for your state and tell them to either completely overhaul and fix the VA or much like the Republicans, you know, claim to want to do with Obamacare. Repeal and replace the VA. There we go. Let's make it to where our veterans get the care they need, whether it is physical, whether it is mental, whether it's financial, whatever it takes to take care of our veterans. Period. That will do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. What's on tap for next week is yet to be determined. Going to end the show with Shane Smith and the Saints with Crockett's Prayer. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we shall be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Throw up a prayer for me too, won't you, David? It seems that our numbers have started to fall. I thought missions were made for the will of the holy. Surely his will says this mission won't fall. Guns and get on your horses and leave all your wives and your children at home. Travis and word that his men are outnumbered inside a mission near San Antonio.
you're in a band or maybe you run a radio show or podcast whatever you do you want to market your brand with custom made apparel look no further than fresh baked tees t-shirts hoodies tank tops caps beanies koozies banners and even masks you can get them all custom made from fresh baked tees prices are reasonable and negotiable Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden nutritional support system. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow pillows and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store, use promo code OUTLAW and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. 
You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ, Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.